0: a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October, whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant howl of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts to America like a traveling salesman, but every now and then stops to nest on a small town, a small church, single street, and maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 3 bag Country The Bonerville Playing Boy Club was in session. Jack was still working on the name. Billy could see them doing business in Jack's office, the old evergreen tree outside school. The odor of boyhood fancy concerning girls usually evolves as follows. Girls are disgusting, gross, distasteful, strange, curious, intriguing, interesting, almost desirable, pleasing, attractive, desirable, sought after, wanted, needed, required, and at last, worth dying for. This is how boys discover women. This is how men marry women. At some point between curious and intriguing, a boy will discover that other men have walked a similar path before. Other men who took pictures on the journey and printed them in magazines and so boys like small-town farmers reading National Geographic to see how big and foreign all the dirt of the world is turned to magazines to see the sultry shape of the world outside their country borders. Jack, the son of a banker, had, once upon a time, discovered the glory of naked women in print as all boys do, but it was Jack, the son of a banker, who discovered the glory of gold before most boys did. Yes, Jack masters, as most boys his age loved the music that sounded from the rustle of Playboy magazines. Why, even the mention of the magazine was enough a boy would kick himself for not wearing the tighter pair of underwear just to hide the excitement. But Jack Masters loved the music that sounded from the rustle of dollar bills even more. Yes, while some boys have an old soul, Jack had an old banker's soul. Billy went to the trunk of the tree and looked up. Once upon a time, the branches had dusted the earth, but the older kids disappeared behind the evergreen curtain and smoked cigarettes. So the administration cut all the branches below the height of a 16-year-old. Because they figured once a kid could drive, well, it was only their responsibility to stop kids from smoking on school property. Jack was up a tree conducting business. He looked down. Beat it, Billy. Doing work here. But, Billy started. Later, Jack turned to the boys in the tree. Okay. Hayward, here's yours. Carlson, yours. Pinarelli, envelope for you. Rainmaker, two for you. Butcher, you want in? Yeah, how's it work again? Asked the kid called Butcher. Five dollars a subscription, Jack replied. The kid parted ways with Lincoln. Jack handed back an envelope. That's November. Five bucks gets you one envelope with two pictures a month. We meet here after school for Friday of the month. Got it? The kid nodded. And don't tell anyone where you got 'em. The kid nodded nervously. Some teach finds out, well, I'll forgive you. But these guys, (laughs) hard to say. Jack sounded extra serious. Hey, James Rainmaker was upset. Carlson got better pictures. You know the rules. Jack explained in a tone what was well-worn. It's all random. I cut out the pictures, I turn them upside down, I mix them around, I put them in envelopes, I seal the envelopes, I mix those around. Look, James, if you don't want my services... James nodded like he was at a car dealership and had finally agreed on a high but swallowable price. It's cool, he said, like he had paid too much, but didn't want to admit it. Yes, at the age where boys were trying to strip mine, Crooper cup collect, salvage scrap, and slip Pockets save every odd and end image of the female's odd ends leafless women on playing cards, or gag pens where once clicked swimsuits fell off, or Polaroids taken off screen of paused movie screens of bodies unscreened, or some scrap of some pamphlet kept in pocket worn hard to see by folding and unfolding, folding and unfolding, said to come all the way from the Las Vegas Strip, where there, in the Hel Dorado, men and women slung fistfuls of unstitched women from casino streets. Yes, every mosquito blip in the buff, every pipsqueak pop of nudity was sheltered and accounted for. Relished like the first twig of green, the dove brought back to Noah on his ark. These boys were scavengers in the dry and parched desert of post-apocalyptic Christian wastelands, and here was their dealer-in-arms. Selling the new world commodity, Lucifer, wearing jack masters like a coat. Set up shop, up a tree, where the sky got all tangled up in the straitjacket season of lunatic leaves. Yes, but the wheeling and dealing boys here in the evergreen tree. Yes, of course, the evergreen tree could not die, would not lose color. This is where boys met to swap trading cards of secret spark-throwing sport. In a tree that was no respecter of seasons. A proper stage to peddle out passion that was no respecter of reason. What the hell are you guys doing opening them here anyways? You crazy? What if it teach seeds? Ain't nothing wrong with boys climbing trees so long as they think that's all we're doing. Just making sure I got my photos. Hey, Jack put on the voice of some Cuban drug lord stolen from a movie he wasn't allowed to see. You think John Milton Masters is going to do you dirty? None of them had seen such a movie. They didn't know what to say. It's called a long-term business plan. You learned that from your dad, Carlson asked. Yeah, maybe. Now put those pictures back in your envelopes and those envelopes in your backpacks and we climb out of the tree one at a time, okay? Butcher, first, go. I thought I told you to beat it, Jack said to Billy waiting under the tree as it came out at last. What was I supposed to do? Walk home alone? Hey, wait up. Figured you could handle it, since you did it last night, in the dark, on Halloween. Yeah, about that. You missed out, man. Freddy and I went by Surrey Lane, and they were giving out full-sized candy bars. Jack. And Freddy had known they were gonna, so he brought extra mass from last year's Halloween, and we went through the neighborhood again. Jack. And then we went through a third time, without a mask, and we told them we were postal employees who forgot their uniforms, and people didn't even... Jack! What? Last night? In Mary Brogan's house? Oh, yeah! That was awesome, huh? I mean, the old lady croaks on Halloween. I mean, like I said, that's movie kind of stuff. What do you think they'll do with the house? They can't sell it. I mean, it's haunted for sure. Who'd want to buy a house like that, where an old lady cracked her head open and lies there all day Halloween dying? I mean i guess they won't tell whoever jack jeez billy what i think i saw a ghost last night no shit the trees were listening jack was listening he only swore when he was serious yeah what on the way home why didn't you say something i am saying something no earlier what in front of mom at breakfast in front of freddie on the way to school yeah sure why not? 'Cause then the two of you would make fun of me. When's the last time Mom made fun of you? No, you and Freddy. No, we wouldn't. Jack lied. Yes, you would have. Not me. Freddy would have. Then you would have laughed and said, Well, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just laughing at what Freddie says. Billy, just tell me about a ghost. Above, some firecracker leaves were gusted away to sink into the lonely bedroom streets. Billy swallowed. I saw her ghost, like I saw grandpa's. Oh Billy, not the plastic sack again. No really, it was really there last night, flapping in the tree like a crashed kite. Billy, people don't got plastic sack soles. But the garbage truck, grandpa talked to the garbage man the day he died. Then I saw the white plastic sack running from the garage, his garage where he had his heart attack, and last night Mary Brogan and the ambulance. And didn't you notice the sound of the engine? No. Sounded exactly like the garbage truck. Yes, so what? Probably some mass-produced model or something. So plenty. Didn't you notice the black body bag they put her in? Didn't look like the movies. It looked like a black trash bag, and you know it. Yeah, some movies get it wrong. Like they use chocolate syrup for blood in Psycho and like carol syrup and red dye or something for blood in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, but then the white plastic sack was in the tree, waving like it was saying goodbye, hanging on the tree like it didn't want to go or... Or what? Or... Come on, Billy, spit it out. Was watching me. Jack laughed. Watching you. He cocked his head, like his ear hadn't caught the word right. Billy nodded. Yeah. His voice dropped low to a range only discernible by dogs in far countries, watching me. Well, which is it? Are white grocery sacks people's souls on the way to heaven, or some kind of ghost stuck to earth and coming to haunt you? The boys were in the field now. The long-tailed tree shadows dealt of deep season sun cooled the dead grass. I think the second. Jack looked very serious. Serious enough to swear. Jack, what is it? Billy followed his gaze. Across the field, there were two fences. Because one goddamn fence is not enough. No, each man wants their own fence, and so the bedroom lots were cut and plotted like slices of cake by the pissing match of fences. In the field behind, the school had built their fence. Chain link, as if to say we're a school, we got nothing to hide. The fence, almost touching, was built of wood, opaque as mud, belonged to a row of apartments. Did not let anyone see through, as if to say, we're a flock of homes, hiding things is what we do. But between the fences was the closest thing American suburban soil had to hallmarks from the Great War. A thin inch of no man's land, something no American wanted to comment on a type of cement, and there, in no man's land, in the space between state-funded and private property, in that inch-wide buffer zone, which almost had to be there to prove the capitalists were not like the communists, was a white, plastic sack. Like something once used to saddle home a pack of pall malls and a spark thrower to juice them alive. It was cast in the shadow of an oak. A reverse kind of spotlight. The wind went on parade. The sack marched to the beat. The rustling drumbeat was like a slaughtered kite being fiddled by the wind. Billy looked at Jack. Jack licked his lips. I think I know what to do, he said. Billy nodded trust older brother Wisdom. Stand behind me. And Billy did. What are you? Shh. Billy watched the sack. Watch him. Jack eyed the sack a hundred yards out like a gunslinger. The wind soft-tucked the fields. The sack back-tucked the wind. Jack's fingers fluttered Across the field, the sack fried itself crisp and electric in the season, sounding a lot like radio-static. Billy eyed Jack. Jack eyed the sack. The sack eyed them back, all the while doing a crippled dance or mocking glance. Oh, jeez, Jack, Rose. Jack was laughing like an insane clown. Billy fanned the air, stumbled backwards, swiped his clothes, turned his head to take hearty gulps of pure, clean, non-toxic air. Jack, that's not funny. Then <laughs> why <laughs> am I <laughs> laughing? and the carnival chuckles, the funhouse fractures, the sideshow shrieks and screams and snickers steamed on from Jack. Billy stepped back to fresh country air, but there was none, so we'd have to settle for second-hand suburban air run over by a bunch of cars. Jack laughed and laughed and laughed some more. <laughs> you gonna tell Mom? Maybe. Billy! It's an accident. I mean, hey, she's the one that made white chili last night. Kinda her fault, really. Yeah, whatever. Eh, you ain't gonna tell mom. You so sure? Yeah, I'm sure. How do you know? Jack smiled. Cause I'm your brother. Straight country is scribbled and scratched out by me, Mickey Inc. The shallow tide of sound is done up by my brother. Come back to the country. Bring a friend. Shout about it from the steeples. Shotgun your voice to the far reaches of your phone. Ties and offerings can be proffered on my Patreon. Find directions at See you in the country.